Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. DA with you, and this is the show within the show, the show about the show. We peel back the curtain and show you what the inner workings of the show is all about. You can always get us on iTunes, simply search Permission Granted Podcast, or search the normal DA show iTunes feed, and you'll see us there as well under PGP. So you can always find us talking about the show, and uh, Mraz, I want to begin by talking about some plans for Super Bowl week. Okay. So Super Bowl week, you and I will be in Minneapolis. Radio Rose actually at Mall of America this year. Which I think is awesome. So the largest mall in America, at least it once was the largest mall in America. I think it still is, according to Wikipedia. I think it also has a SeaWorld attached to it. I don't know if it's exactly SeaWorld. There's definitely an aquarium attached to it. Okay. Plus a Nickelodeon World theme theme park. Yeah, so this is kind of crazy that there's multiple theme parks attached to this mall. I think we have to investigate, don't we? Yeah, we definitely do. So we're doing the show from down there. Everybody in... Well, I shouldn't say everybody in Radioland because sometimes ESPN will split off and do its own ESPN set. And I guess sometimes other outlets might do that. But most radio stations like us will be down there and there will be the CBS sports television set right. where Tiki and Tierney and Rome. I'm guessing Rome will be. I don't know if Boomer is going to be down there. I believe Boomer and Giannotti will be down there. Okay. And then there will be the radio um the radio setup, and we might be the only radio-only show that's down there. Uh, yes, although I believe I cannot have this confirmed yeah. that Bart, Maggie, and Carlin might be using our set. Okay. That I believe is in the works based on trying to combine both the TV and the radio set. I could be wrong, though. Mm. So well, they would have to use our set because— Unless they put them on a WFA table, but I think— Oh, I think the thought gotcha. might be in some eavesdropping that that might be a waste of resources. Why not just have them use our set? So you're eavesdropping, huh? You're hearing high-level meetings about Super Bowl week? Well, I shouldn't even be mentioning these things. Yes, and I I was on an email, as you were, where I could clearly see the people in our building invited, if you will, to the Super Bowl to submit credential information. And Bard, Maggie, and, and Carlin are the new afternoon show following Francesca on WFA. Exactly. So all, all of them were on there as well. All right. So my whole point of bringing this up is that we won't be on the TV set, but I still want to have a visual component to the show since this is always our best week of guests. Yes, for sure. So I'm going to try to figure this thing out. I went and I talked to the tech department the other day, 
Is there a tech department? Yeah, there's a tech department. There's a web department, a tech department, engineering department. And uh, I took it upon myself to go and and connect this and try to figure this thing out. Okay. All right. So I'm kind of like the guy that doesn't know how to fix the engine, but knows that the engine is broken and then wheels up underneath the engine, kind of not knowing what he's looking at. (laughs) So I'm underneath the car right now. I'm talking to people that kind of know things. I'm on the phone with people that might know, you know, they've worked in this car before. And the web department insists that there is a way to do it. That we would, could have cameras and it, it could work on the radio side of things and the cameras and the simulcast and the digital, but that we would need far more time in advance to do this and much more resources than we, per, we currently have. Okay. So that sounds real promising. So I needed to now go down a different rabbit hole. And so... Because as if you've been around you, you know, you will not take no for an answer. Not until every opportunity has been exhausted. And really not until I've been told no. <laughs> and even then, and even, sometimes then. even then I have to put my chin on the line with things. I've seen it over the years. Yeah, there's just too many no's in the corporate world. That's and where, I like yeses. That's where me and you were different. First no I hear, yeah. my hands are clean. Yep. Almost like thank you for saying no. Totally. You you hear a no, you got to hear 15 different no's before you finally give up. Yeah, I have to be actually restrained like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like number 48 for Alabama last night. <laughs> Go sit in the corner, DA. No, there will be no cameras. So I think I might have a way to do it, but we have to test it out this week. And I can't show our hand yet on this. Okay? No, but I would say this. To steal a line from the first two nights of the overnights with Kenny Brock, the show pony is going out for a trot. <laughs> that was the first two nights? Uh, I'm sorry, the first two years oh, first of the DA years. show. The uh, The old saying would be when I had to do something or... You were out of gas, and it was it was time to call a play to me. It would be, well, show pony's going to be taken out for a trot here. We need it. We need the big play. So um, I can't show the hand right now because for purposes that management and tech and all the other things, I need to just run this play to see if it works. Right. Okay, so I'm just going to give the alert to – because the people that listen to this PGP are really the insiders. They are right. the, They are the D-Aliens through and through. If you hear us try something this week, it might happen today's Tuesday, it might happen Wednesday, it might happen Thursday, it might happen Friday. I want to do it this week. If you hear a segment that seems totally unique, that we are doing something we've never done before, then maybe there is a little, how do we figure this out? Bilotti, is this going to work? And this and that, and <laughs> we have some problems doing it. It's because I'm trying to figure out a way to get video at the Super Bowl. That is great insider information. I will not reveal what we're going to do or what it is. All I'll say is this. You prefaced me coming up with an idea about what we're trying to do. And to start the week Monday, when discussing the previous idea that we came up with Friday, you looked at me point blank and said, I'm going to assume you have no other ideas. (laughs) (laughs) On Friday after the show, uh, you and I sat down. I wouldn't call it a sit down. You're on your way out the door and I'm ready to pack it up for the weekend and you hit me with this. And I said... We have to run a trick play. <laughs> We've got to run a trick play. And you're like, what? And then, of course, Ward puts his ear in. And then some of the other guys in production, what are you guys talking about? It was almost like the Bill Belichick staff meeting there. <laughs> I said, we got to run a trick play. I need to see if this play works. So this is like we run it in the preseason to see if we can use it in the regular season. Right. But we don't want to waste it, you know, up 13 points with the fake field goal versus right. Jacksonville in December. Right. Because then the GM might never let us run it. <laughs> Exactly. So 
it'll if it hap- it'll happen this week at some point in time and then we'll see. I I will promise you that if it when it runs, if it works to success, well even if it doesn't. At Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, I will let you know what it was the play that we ran to test whether it was going to work or not. Okay. All right. Because once we're cleared for what I hope is Super Bowl with video, then I can tell everybody how we got there. Exactly. This is a heck of a tease, by the way. You're really making people almost like play a game of Clue. It's a DA show Easter egg. It's a DA show Easter egg. I like it. Yeah. And if it works, it'll be really cool and really fun. And I hope it works because, you know, last year, think of all the guests that we had. That would be great video-wise. I mean, Brandon Williams, defensive tackle Ravens, who we've danced the fat dance Fat man dance too. Right. Uh, TJ Ward from the Broncos, who had his big, giant, freaking fat ring from the Super Bowl in 50. Super Bowl 50. He was on Radio Row. Um, Santonio Holmes, we had on Radio Row as well. And uh, we were going over his catch in the Super Bowl, the iconic catch. Right. Uh, we had Rachel Bonetta from Fox Sports and MLS. Right. She was on Radio Row with us. And then Nicole Zalumis. Nicole Zalumis from NFL Network. And uh, now she does Raiders coverage for Raiders.com. And uh, I think she does Yahoo Radio as well. We had all these awesome guests that I want to have a video camera in front of. So so now we're going to attempt to have the video camera in front of them. Mm-hmm. I'm following. I think there's ideas there. I think there's a chance there. And I think there's opportunity there. I really think there's opportunity for the growth of the franchise that's become WatchDA.com. Yeah, I would agree. It's, it's almost like the uh, the spinoff of the DA show while including the DA show. Does that make right. any sense? Yes. WatchDA.com is like Frasier. And the DA show is like Cheers. Okay. I think we're, we're following not along. Bad. Not bad. <laughs> what, Mike- you, what are you giving me, the Kaplan before a show? <laughs> not bad. For those that uh, want behind the scenes, Andrew Kaplan, who runs the Watch DA simulcast, is a man of few words. But when Very few. In the pre-production meeting before the show, if we come up with good ideas or good headlines, he'll, the best thing you're going to get out of him is, all right, not bad, not bad. Maybe we should be, you know, let listeners know. Don't be afraid to tweet us if you have a good slug line for Watch DA on a topic we might discuss the yeah. next day. Well, people have also heard Kaplan on this with the pre-Christmas or the Festivus, might have been after Christmas, PGP. Whatever that one was before the Pensner episode. Yeah, but I, I think he was a success on there. Before the Pensner episode. <laughs> it's like how, that's, that's, how Friends labels its episode. The one with Pensner. The one with, <laughs> the one with Kaplan. <laughs> Good for Pens. Keeping his fingerprints there. Here's the other thing, man. And, and I... You know, I, I I never talk about weather on the air because what is what sense does it make? I mean, most of our listeners are li- not listening anywhere near yeah, our. Don't be like my aunt Pat posting weather forecasts on Facebook. Yeah, who cares? It's like exactly. people in Lake Havasu have no; they don't care what's going on in New York. But I did take a look at the forecast for next week in Minnesota. Now we won't be there next week, but I just wanted to get a kind of a sense. Mm-hmm. High on Friday of six. <sighs> high on Saturday of three. Come on. High on Sunday of five, high on Monday of four, high on Tuesday at seven. In fact, Saturday's low is going to be negative 13. Come on, man. That's five days in a row of single-digit temperatures, and all the lows are in the negatives. And this is the storyline we have to follow. <laughs> and this is what I was worried about with you. You, We're going to go even more behind the scenes here. And I've brought this up with the PGP. When it was first discussed about us going to Minnesota, yeah. the idea of where we were staying was brought up, and hotels seemed to be... 
a little uh, expensive on the company side. So you readily, instead of letting it shake out, volunteered for an Airbnb. Why? And I understand why. For fear that you would share a room with me. That was part of it. Okay. It was part of it, but the other part is when you go Airbnb, you get more space. Like if we if we were at the media hotel, even if we had our own rooms, it's a little single room. Uh-huh. They're going to be really tiny because everybody's going to be jammed in there. By going to Airbnb, we get a full bedroom. We each get a bathroom. We have a kitchen. Oh, we each have a bathroom? Yeah. There's two bathrooms? Yes. Wow. There's two bathrooms. There is a living room. Okay. There is a kitchen. Okay. There is two parking spots, both heated, like indoor parking spots. Well, we need those, you know, since we're well, driving to Minnesota. Well, no, if we had a rental car. Oh, okay. But I don't think we'll do a rental car because I price the rental cars. In so pricing. why are you even telling me about the heated parking spots? What, are we going to go lay there? Oh, it was just an option in case we had <laughs> rental okay. rental cars. So here would be... We didn't have to dig out of the snow. <laughs> here would be here would be my, my conversation with that. If we're staying somewhere in warm weather, I think that's great. No big deal. We walk to wherever we got to walk to. The problem is I get the feeling I'm going to be off the beaten path at least a little bit from where people were going to want to see or hanging out. It's and a lot of times in these hotel bars, a short walk down to mingle with people. Now we're going to have to get an Uber in the freezing weather, get back to our place. On top of that, I am a fat slob. Where am I working out? You're going to see me doing yoga in the living room of this Airbnb. Morass, let's be honest. You were <laughs> never going to work out on this trip. Ever. Uh, are you kidding you me? You didn't work out the last two years. You weren't going to work out this year. I work out every time I go away. No, well, you, you I couldn't. I couldn't work out in San Francisco because we're a cracked dead alley <laughs> in an Airbnb. They need to start putting ellipticals in these things. Well, then look into uh, Minneapolis one week memberships at uh, that Gold's is Gym. What my assumption is is that Mall of America probably has some sort of gym there. It's got an aquarium. So it would be my thought if our show ends at 11 a.m. Eastern before I get on with the rest of the day, why don't I go crank out an hour at said gym, shower at said gym, and then go out somewhere and start the day after yeah, that? I think it's a great idea. I'm just looking out for my fitness and sure. my my physique. I mean, come on. What, what reality? <laughs> let's get it, let's get back to reality. We fly in there on a Sunday afternoon. You ain't working out Sunday night. No, we but I'll work that. out Sunday morning at home before I fly out. Okay. So then first day on Radio Row is Monday. We're up early. It's an hour earlier. Remember, Central Time Zone. But I'm still getting an hour more sleep because I have to wake up at 5 a.m. Eastern, which is 4 a.m. Central, just to get into Manhattan. I ain't waking up at 4 a.m. Central to get to Mall of America by 8 a.m. Central. Okay. So uh, we're going to wake up early, be down there. You know Radio Row is chaotic and it's crazy. You're wrangling guests. You're trying to get in. Mo- Sweating as it is. And Monday's tough because, you know, there's fewer guests than normal. Yeah, I so think you- one of your guests might be me. So you're... <laughs> You're running up and down, fetching the one guy that played on Super Bowl four. You right. know, <laughs> right. you're the offensive lineman for the Minnesota Vikings in Super Bowl seven. Trying but- to sell you how good a guest it is, and we both know it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> right. It- <laughs> it's Hassan Jones because they had to trot an old Vikings through. Okay, <laughs> and you know you got to run downstairs to get him or whatnot, or halfway across SeaWorld to get him. We're we're coming back, and you're crashing. You are coming back to the. I the Airbnb, it down. Now I am. You're crashing because we're gonna. We're also gonna have to tape stuff for Tuesday on Monday after the show because there's gonna be nobody around for live. Right. So you, we won't get out of there. Show's gonna be off the air at 11 a.m. Central. Uh, so we're gonna be there until about one Central. We're gonna go back and you'll be like, you know, I need a nap. So we're gonna go back, okay? <laughs> and then we're gonna, we're gonna be, we'll be home at uh, 1:30 or so Central time. You're gonna get a nap in. That takes us about 2:30. 
It's going to at least a half hour to kind of get around it, and now it's 3 o'clock. Because you're a lagger on these trips. I'm the one who's let's get up and go. You're the one I kind of got to pull with a leash here to get going. <laughs> I've noticed that. I don't know about that. So now it's 3 o'clock, okay? Okay. And now we're looking at dinner. <laughs> and we're going, where are we going to eat? And if it's at 3 o'clock, I might be looking at two dinners. <laughs> so, oh, that's true. We haven't even factored in lunch yet. Well, so, that's the other wild card of this whole thing. Apparently, Radio Row's in the food court of all of America. Oh, so, so you might think I'm tracking down Rocky Blyer, who'll be on the show Thursday, by the way. <laughs> and and there I am at the Arby's. <laughs> like, how are you going to corral me? Put Making me work a show in a food court? I mean, that is like putting the worst drug addict in the middle of the, <laughs> the Tenderloin <laughs> District. And... With all due respect, there's a lot of people in radio that look like you. No so question. The, the, most producers and hosts that will be on Radio Row will be just trampling the food court. Oh, no question. Okay, and the other fear I have at the Airbnb <laughs> now, uh, do we have an iron or do I have to pack an iron? Because the last time you brought that steamer thing did nothing. I was a wrinkled mess. No, it's going to have a steamer. It's an Airbnb. No, you brought a steamer in San Francisco. I'm, I'm sorry, there'll be an iron. Do, did, we didn't have an iron in we the tenderloin? We didn't have an iron. And you said, it's no big deal. I got the steamer. I'm hanging <laughs> pants. I'm hanging shirts. All it's doing is getting them soaking wet. Nothing is unwrinkling. I'll send the email. Okay, I'll send the email Please, to the I, owner. I, if I have to pack the iron, it's fine. I just want to be prepared. <laughs> okay, so we wake up at 3 o'clock. Okay, and now we're talking about dinner. Where are we going to go eat? Well, should we go out to eat here? So-and-so that we know is going to go out to eat here. There's right. a media thing here. And you're going to be like, well, I mean, if we're going to have to be out the door by 530, is there really time to work out now? It's 3 o'clock. And there's probably an old Super Bowl on NFL Network that you want to watch. (laughs) You know? And the good thing is we're going to have a kitchen so we can bring some groceries home. So we have some chips. We have some salsa. We have some... Bottled water. Bottled water. We have some... Beers. Some beers. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you're going to be like, no, no, I'll work out tomorrow. And then inevitably, you know, Tuesday comes around. Well, you didn't even factor in when are we buying these groceries. That might be Monday after okay, the show. Okay, that would be right. Okay, Unless we exactly take care right. Of Sunday, I don't. So, and then Tuesday rolls around, and I'm like, you know what? I want to go tape a Nomad at like this crazy. Here we go. Suvlaki house, in that's only in Minnesota or something. Right. Like that. You're gonna have me eating three juicy Lucys <laughs> without working out. So, and then that takes up some time. Then we come home and we crash a little bit, but then we have to retape questions for something or something like that happens or get some podcasts up or something like that. So we're not on our laptops. And then six o'clock rolls around on Tuesday. And we're like, well, now it's time for dinner again. (laughs) (laughs) So let's face it. And then once we get to Friday, we're flying out on Friday. So what am I supposed to not fit in my shirt by Thursday? <laughs> well, because that... you know, come no man, I'm you're making me stuff whatever I want down my face, and I have no controls. It is. Yeah. Plus, I'm having beers every single day. I'm gonna walk out and look like a fat Teletubby. This trip's no good for me. So, how many pounds do you think you could really gain on a trip like this without working out? All right, I'm gonna tell you this, but this isn't gonna lead to a game called <laughs> "How many pounds will Mraz gain?" Where I'm forced to. I would say I probably in a five day span could gain at least eleven pounds. 11 pounds to so two pounds a day. Yeah. Because I'm also thinking I'm not going to be walking that much if it's freezing cold out. Well, here was one thing that I did suggest to you because uh, I would agree. I'd like to get a little uh, little workout in as well. There might be a gym in this building. Who knows? But let's assume that there's not. <clears throat> the Mall of America is like 1.7 miles <laughs> as a walking thing. I don't know if there's actually like a walking lane to work out. There might be. That would be kind of weird, though, like a workout lane, like a track lane around the mall. 
but why don't we just make sure that every day we take a lap? We take a lap, so we're at least walking 1.7. I like that idea. We should always take a lap. But the problem is, with taking a lap in a mall, inevitably I get diverted to an Annie Ann's. <laughs> You're then getting a pretzel. Right, then there's a Dunkin' Donuts iced tea I'm slobbing down. I mean, yeah. I can make a lot of hits there in that, in that 1.7 miles. There's definitely a Wetzel's pretzels that you're hitting Oh, up. no question. Then there's going to be some popcorn stand that you need to get. And then at the end of the day, I'm going to forget I've eaten all that and just go, oh, I've been eating all day. Oh, you forgot the four snacks you had on the walk. And you're going to be thinking about, hey, I got nearly a two-mile walk-in, so it doesn't matter. There's going to be a lot of justification done in my head. Oh, it's giving me anxiety just thinking about it. I actually think Minnesota is a great eating city from what I've gathered. I've been there twice. I haven't eaten a lot there, but I feel like it's a really good food city. How many episodes of Nomad are you going to look to tape there? Mm. I would guess you want to do more of America straight up as an episode, yeah. right? I think last year I got two episodes out of Houston, maybe three. So hopefully I would do two or three. And are we going to go to that opening night, media night, where they with all the crazy people? So that's Tuesday night, right? Well, Tuesday night I thought it was the media party, I think, right? Oh, I, I don't wrong? know. I thought Tuesday night was media night. Maybe. That might be so right. So that's, we're out of the house early to do that. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, we will be around to work out, man. You know, another thing I'd like to do that we don't have, that yeah. we never had the opportunity to in this time slot, based on the time our show wins, I think we will have the ability and the access to go to Justin Timberlake's press conference. Mm, okay. Usually the halftime act has a press conference around noon or 1 p.m. on right. Wednesday or Thursday mm-hmm, right. where our show could be over. We might be able to get into that. Well, that's another good point as well. You know, here we just do the show. We wrap up show stuff after the show and whatnot. But it's Super Bowl week, you do the show, and then you tape interviews, or you wrangle more guests, or you small talk with the 15,000 people that you know from the industry you've worked with before, or there's press conferences, and Roger Goodell's speaking, and then Justin Timberlake is speaking, and maybe Bill Belichick is speaking, or whatever. And then there's, like, all these things to do all of the time. Oh, there's a fan fest over here. Oh, there's this opening over here. Right, I want to see the NFL experience or something like that. So it never ends. There's always too much to get in Super Bowl week. So working out is just not going to happen. So you're telling me just try to do whatever I can in the next three weeks to put myself in a position where it's not as big a failure. I think you try to build a lead before you go in. Okay. Twenty eight three. Knowing that the fourth <laughs> knowing that the fourth quarter could get ugly. Okay. You build a lead. But then we also we I think we have to factor in the one point seven every day around the mall. It has to be done. I'm telling you right now. Because you have Friday, I'll be a mental, you know, puddle if I haven't worked out and I just feel terrible about myself. I don't think you will be. I, I don't, I don't think, think you know are. me. I rely on these workouts. They're, they mentally get me through. Do they? Yeah, they do. They do. Oh. I'm actually very excited. A guy I uh, I still call a good friend to this day, he grew up in my town, will be making his first radio row appearance too. So I uh, oh, yeah? told him to show the ropes. Actually, the guy you met from the Hallmark Channel. Oh, cool. Hallmark's sending him out as Hallmark Channel has a bunch of kittens and a kitten stadium set up on Radio Row for the Kitten Bowl. Oh, my. So, yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be dealing with felines. So. All right. Okay. So that's uh, that's coming up. Hey, um, how has how has Bilotti's wedding planning gone behind the scenes with you next to him in the, the booth? Just a lot of I don't know. He's complaining about every little detail that goes into getting married. Because weddings are very I mean they're a headache inducer. Right, but the problem is you got engaged two weeks ago. You went ahead and fastly booked the wedding. <laughs> like whose fault? Whose fault is that? That's your own fault. I, it's fine. I get it. I like to be, if I have anything to complain about in life, I like to be that that glue back and forth. Me, I mean, Pete, work together in a closed box. For a long, I don't mind the venting. The problem is it, I'm going on like 10 straight days of venting about the same thing. I, I need to go off on it. As a matter of fact, on Trash Tuesday, I told him it was a football-only trash. And he had a very funny one on mascots. 
He right away was like, ah, you shouldn't have told me this. Now I had something else to complain about the wedding. I go, Pete, you're going to have a year's worth of trash and stuff with the wedding. It's a, we don't need it. It's a broken record. When you and Danielle planned your wedding, was it just headache after headache for you? Well, headache after headache. Uh, for those listeners who don't know this. and well, Besides the this, obvious? Well, no. My original wedding hall closed down and stole $6,000 from us. Right. So I had that headache. <laughs> then I thought maybe that was a sign from above. <laughs> and, and then we rebooked. We rebooked with only like three months before the date that they would give us for this new venue. So actually, I would say that helped the headache because it was less I had to focus on for a long period of time. Oh. But still, there were little things that got rushed into. But uh, whatever. So, yeah. So Mraz's original wedding hall had a bunch of sch- schemers, shysters running it. They took everybody's donation or everybody's uh, deposits. It was like us and like 13 other couples that were due to have weddings here. And they shut down and then left for Costa Rica. Yeah, they and, did. And they left everybody's, you we, know. We still have a joint complaint with the attorney general, but they said there's no getting that money back unless those people come back to the United States. Have they? And so anyway, it was. it ended up being a good story because this became big news and then other halls and other wedding um, organizations and companies donated stuff to all 13 couples or 14 exactly, couples. Exactly, or at least opened their doors and gave us much better deals than you would normally get at, in my opinion, much nicer halls. Yeah. So my so, wedding ended up being at one of the top five places on Long Island to get married, and I, can't, I don't regret it. Yeah, it was a great place. It was a great wedding, great place. Um, so have they found the guys down in Costa Rica and just can't extricate them or they can't find them at last check they found them and knew that that's where they went to costa rica but i the extraditing process is apparently quite significant so we can't send the new york feds or well, not the feds but well whoever takes care whether the fbi or whoever apparently a bigger fish to fry you know with <laughs> drug dealers and murderers right. that the people who have had their money stolen for the kids sweet 16 are not looking to get their money back but it's on file, so if they ever step foot, we'll get whatever assets back. Okay. Maybe I'll be 60 years old, and I'll get a fat $6,000 check. <laughs> It'll be nice. So was it just a, you know, was it just a year of headaches? Well, so you, you had planned that wedding. The How- wedding was supposed to be in February, okay? We found out in September, uh, right after, by the way, we just dropped off another grand, like two weeks earlier. Uh, all of a sudden, News 12 did a live, News 12 is a local <laughs> Long Island news thing. As I was home, my parents' couch did a live breaking news thing that employees of this hold showed up to do a wedding, and the doors were locked, chain linked, and um, everything was closed, and they never came back, and it ended up being a th- <laughs> like, somebody was getting married that night. That was those people had them far worse. Yeah. So at least we had months to prepare, and it ended up being we all had to go down together to the attorney general's office, and <clears throat> they end up later on finding out these people moved to Costa Rica <laughs> and took everybody's money. So you're right. So your wedding was set for February. Right. So again, this happened, I believe it's in September. might have been October. Okay. And we had not yet sent out the invitations we were about to. Was it so you made sure it was outside of football season? That was your one big thing. Oh, yeah. End of February. You can't, everybody said, there's going to be a snowstorm. I go, there's nothing going on at the end of February. That right. was my golden idea. Yeah. You know, winter, who can Nobody's doing anything the end of February. Snowstorm ruins it. Who cares? <laughs> There's no football games, there's no playoffs, there's no nothing. If a snowstorm ruined your wedding, it wouldn't matter to you. No, because at least I know I'm not missing, you know, a big playoff You'd game. You'd rather have a snowstorm ruin your wedding than miss a, a big football game. Yeah, like these people that do it in October, you nuts. You got the baseball playoffs and the football, and then I ended up getting married in May, which was dicey with the NBA and NHL, but and the Rangers have to go their only Stanley Cup run. Luckily, it was an off night. Uh, that was exactly what I was looking for. And the summer, I don't want to waste a summer night at a wedding. I want to be at the beach. So I, to me, I have three weeks to get married. It's those last three weeks in February <laughs> with nothing going on. But it didn't work out for me.
So Bilotti's getting married in December. That could be that could be a crucial weekend of the NFL. Oh, good point. No, I think it's a Friday night. Okay. So that will work. But you know what? Pete, people got to go Christmas shopping that weekend. There's Christmas parties galore. I'm going to say it right now, not to his face. A little selfish to get married a couple nights before Christmas. Not looking out for the best interest in your guests. <laughs> uh, I will say I don't mind any Friday night wedding. Friday nights are great. Who cares? Right. Right. No matter when it is in the season. I mean, Mine ended up being a Friday night. I, I like the Friday night wedding because it gives you something to do on a Friday night, and then you're not allocating an entire weekend. Exactly. You wake up Saturday morning hungover, but you're on with your weekend. You'd probably be hungover anyway if you're a drinker on a Friday night. And you know you have a full Sunday for NFL. Yes. Because you're back home whenever on Saturday after a travel or after a hotel. I day. would agree. Friday night, I have no issue any time of the year it is. Although, again, if your team's playing in the baseball playoffs, maybe that's a tough night. Right. But I, you can't pick and choose all of it. That's why I'm really, I harp on those three weeks in February. <laughs> Unless you're an Olympics fan. It's the window. It's, <laughs> the, other, it's the window. There's three, three weeks a year and only three out of four years. Right. <laughs> and the cheapest because they assume a blizzard will ruin your day. All right, that was side A. You, what do you got coming up on side B? Well, everybody else in the show, I'm pretty sure, left for the day. So I'll find out what's on side B on Wednesday when we tape this the next day. All right, very good. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome to side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and host here on side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. Oh, host. Uh, co- okay. Co-host of Side nah, B. No, nah, that doesn't really matter. I don't no, I, by all means, co-host of Side B. Apparently, he's Pete the Body Bilotti. No, Pete. No, I'm not. I'm no, not, no, no, you said it. I'm not a you co-host. You said it. I'm saying there's a rotating panel of co-hosts. No, you're, you you said it. You said how you felt. All right, yeah. And, I, you know, I am a co-host. Okay. All right, well, Pete is here. And I, f- I find this ironic because... As of 24 hours ago, and just keep eating your popcorn and crinkling the bag here. We're off to a good start here. Sure. Passionate PGP. Pete is stuffing his fat face again because that's all he's done for um, two days is eat here from, on the show. Coming from the from the fat guy, I'm stuffing my fat face. Well, when did you become a guy who runs New York City marathons? I'm not. But I'm not fat. You think I'm fat? I don't think you're fat. No, but, I've become chunky. I used to be fat. But if, uh, if, you get, if you give it, I give it. I thought it was if I give it, they take it away. Or whatever it is. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, but anyway, I find it ironic that you're calling yourself a co-host, which is totally fine, by the way, because I, I want everybody to embrace. Please, we all share the mic. It's not like you're a guest. Mm-hmm. You're a part of the show. Uh, however, no more than 24 hours ago, when myself and DA taped Side A, I had to be on a hunt for a Side B partner here because you had told me you were out this week. Well, yeah, I had some obligations. You had some obligations, and then you said, make sure Bogus does it. And then when I approached Bogus about doing it, Bogus told me, quote, I believe the quote was, I'm busy today. And then I went to turn... Doing, doing a volleyball game or something. Right. I went to turn to Andrew Kaplan, our web producer, and he's out the next two yeah, days. Who's in now? Billy Silverman? Uh, Dan name? Silverman, who I Dan thought did an excellent job. Oh, yeah, he's a he good did. kid, good head on his shoulders. We had him running the Watch DA site as we are taping this side beyond a Wednesday. He was in a Wednesday. So that left me to go back to you now after, I would say, you used the sick day on the PGP. I didn't use the sick day. And here you are. So what was the grand plans that wouldn't allow you to, I finished, to do it? I finished my obligations yesterday, so I was able to do it. The PGP today. Okay, so if the PGP was yesterday, yes, then you were out. I had a out. feeling it was yesterday, so that's why I was out. Well, side A was yesterday. We never got a chance to <laughs> get into side B. Okay, but you see, I, I gave you a fair, reasonable explanation, 
and it's a truthful explanation. Okay, well now to take you further behind the scenes of the week that has been here in the DA show, it was another fantastic Trash Tuesday, and Pete, I thought you did a heck of a job discussing oh, mascots. stupid things that go on in college. But forget, I, enough. forget that for a second. And regular sports. Go ahead. Forget that for a second. DA came in we, Tuesday morning, national championship, in the books Monday night. I, for one, I know I'm going to bellyache about this all week, slept four hours. And it has thrown off my entire week. Stop. I see. Now you know what I deal with. Throw my entire week. Like right now, I am just dragging. I followed that up by going to the St. John's Georgetown game with DA. And listen, for a bigger bodied soul, I need six hours at a minimum. At a minimum. But I can't do six hours consistently. I need to throw in a seven or an eight hour sleep here or there. <laughs> I haven't gotten a seven, eight hour sleep now in about five days. Because the weekend I had, had some stuff going on. And now leading into this, usually I try to find a night. A lot of times it's Tuesday night where I'm in bed by 9.30 and I wake up at 5. That didn't happen last night. And that followed, didn't even follow a six-hour sleep, followed a four-hour sleep. I am all over the place and all a mess. But anyway, that, neither here nor there. That's just me. I, I just lost where we were going with the story. But here's where we're going with it. <laughs> DA comes in. We discuss Trash Tuesday, Tuesday morning, following the national championship. He wants to go to full football show and thus make Trash Tuesday either national championship related or football related. And when I told you about that, you were not very open to me about it. Well, I was I was because I had a very passionate trash that was not related to football. Your response was, Are you kidding me? I mean, come on, we're we gonna do football trashes I today? I didn't I sound like a woman. a sports show. I did not sound like a woman. It was very I didn't similar sound to like that. You. How would you how did you say it then? Come on, give me your passion. My, I can't reenact me in a there moment. You You're starting to get angry now. When you got angry. Okay, okay, can you share with us what the trash is? Well, the trash was I had to take a a damn cab from the stupid Penn Station up to uh, work because the trains run basically every 15 minutes after I get to Penn Station. So I, instead of waiting around with, with the guy dancing for quarters, I'm coming up in a cab. So, of course, I get to the cab and I draw the cab that has the cabbie that can't figure out how the hell to drive. So he doesn't know where things are. Someone it, tells me no matter what cab you got, you would have said he doesn't know how to drive. No, no, no. Because you're a, a complainer. Ca- cabbies are very good. Cabbies are very good. Cabbies, by the way. Is that offensive? Call them cabbies? What? It's not offensive. They're cab drivers, so they're called cabbies. That's exactly what they are. Do we call Uber drivers Uberies? Uh, call them whatever you want. If it's Uberies, that's fine. But Uberies sounds like a good uh, fragrance. It does. Ooh, I got the Uberies. <laughs> right. It's, it smells Ooh, like... Ooh, what'd you get me for Christmas? It's a bottle of Uberies. It smells like a Saturn. <laughs> it smells like a Saturn with, with some... Uh, are people with some, still uh, driving Saturns? Yeah. Jeez. Okay, yes. so anyway, continue on. Let me know if you're trash. So I get I get into the cab, the cab driver. I tell him where to go, and I tell him the cross street. I'm very good with that. Mm-hmm. I'm very clear. And he says, what kind of street is that? I'm like, oh, no. Here what we go. What kind of street? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. what he, he clearly has no idea where he's going. All right. So I said, go straight, and I'll tell you when to turn. <laughs> I took it in my hands and had to t- go all the way up. And make the turn, and he, he was fine. And then, but who says as but a cab driver? Like, who says what kind of street? What does that mean? A bad cab driver says that. But like streets are streets. No idea what he meant. But then, to top it off, he dropped me off on the side, the side of the road, right in a snow mound, a giant one, one that you could see from the where he's sitting. Okay. So I'm in that thing with slacks on. I'm sorry. There's a guy walking behind the studio right now as Pete's talking. And we're in a glass box, if you can imagine, 
where you could see out into what is the WFAN in New York newsroom. What happened? And right somebody who story. works there was carrying a vacuum cleaner for some reason. I guess to finally clean this place. And as <laughs> Pete's talking, uh, I when the microphones didn't pick up, but you just heard a loud thud. He dropped the entire vacuum and <laughs> scrambled. <laughs> and to scramble to pick it up. So that's what made me lose my train of thought. And then, <laughs> just dropped the vacuum. If I can imagine who it is, I, <laughs> pretty funny. So he, tri- he drops you in a snow mountain. He drops me in a snow mountain. I'm, a, I'm in a nice dress uh, attire because I had to go um, do some wedding stuff after the show. Okay. And and, and I'm in a, in, in a snow mountain with, with, with slacks and snow because of this stupid driver not knowing where the hell he's going. <laughs> with slacks and snow. Sounds like a country music song. That's horrible. Okay, well. I'll, if it makes you feel better. That's why I was irritated at the initial thought, but then it turned into a very good trash. Yeah, you did well with the mascots. Yeah, I, I always do. I always step up to the occasions. This is not like amateur hours. Not Duffy's not here, I, you know, or uh, someone else. I will, I will tell you this. And speaking of Duffy being here, this is the tie like in, tie into your snow story, okay? And Duffy is somebody who has worked behind the scenes part time. Has guy. worked behind the scenes of the good show. Guy. Last winter, when the DA show was in its old time slot. There was a big nor'easter bearing down, barreling down on the New York area. And Long Island, where I lived, was going to get walloped with over a foot of snow. Right. So rather than deal with the nonsense, because if you don't, if you're not from a major city, which a lot of our listeners probably aren't, or if you don't even get snow, this probably sounds so foreign to you. But let me explain something. Mass transit, and what I mean by mass, forget the buses. I'm talking about trains. When trains run into these major cities, a lot of times if you get over a foot of snow, like 12 inches coming down, and the winds get over 50 miles an hour, the railroads will shut down for safety. They have to clear the tracks. They simply just can't plow through over a foot of snow. And then they, and start, and then they start running on hourly schedules, and, which is horrible. And you could get stuck, okay? And there have been times, and Pete can attest this, if you've worked in radio in the Northeast, you know— there are times where you end up sleeping at the station because unlike other jobs where you could work from home or do whatever, like radio keeps going. Right. Right? That's what we signed up for. Anyway. Right. right. Last year, during a Nor'easter, I decided I'm going to use a little, little personal day. I'm out. I'm not dealing with this. I am tired of sleeping at the station. I'm tired of getting no respect from it. And I bailed. And the rest of the show made it in. Now, to be fair, nobody else on the show at the time was, work, was living on Long Island, which got hurt worse. Yeah. It led to one of our 12 DAs of Christmas where Scott Farrell destroyed me and came down as a judge who ruled what I had to give to everybody who had to pick up the slack for me being out. It ended up being very funny. He was on the 12 DAs. Since we just got done with the 12 DAs, it was fresh in my mind as last week, at the end of last week, after this P- last week's PGP was done, we had a nor'easter barrel down on us. Again, over a foot of snow. Side note, I ended up getting where I live, 19 inches of snow. Total. Mm-hmm. 19 is still sitting there because it's been freezing, not melting, got smacked. I said... Pete, what was my motto last week? We work. We work. I came in. I said, I'm not going to deal with the nonsense. New year, new me. I'm going to be a tough guy. Also, it's the first week of the new year. I didn't want to burn any of my personal days right. yet. And plus, and, and plus uh, uh, you are on air. Morass. Right. Now I'm a host, so I also don't want to seem unreliable. So I came in. I, I made the trip on the railroad. I packed a bag, and I was prepared to stay. Somehow, this is the first time the Long Island Railroad is not shut down. So I ended up getting a train home. Couldn't work to anybody. You know what? I made it there. I made it to work, and I got home like a regular day. However, it wasn't like a regular day because I got back to my local train station. This is what you're talking about, Pete, with the cabbies. There are now no cabs running, mm-hmm. no Ubers running, mm-hmm. and where I live, I live on a dead-end street. Nobody has yet to plow it. So I get home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon over a foot of snow. It is nearly two miles from the train station to where I live. I walked. 
in 50-mile-an-hour winds. I felt like, you know, my grandfather. I used to walk both ways in I snow and very barefoot. very prideful. Right. Very prideful. That's a, you see, that's, see I, I was close to doing that, too, when I had sort of an 18-foot snowman on my car. But, um, you know, luckily, I was able to work out some other arrangements. Pete, none of these roads were plowed that I was walking. Oh, took well, me 40 look, minutes. It's Long Island. Long Island's never going to plow the side streets, never going to plow those roads. Apply your main roads, but it'll never plow those. But roads. now I can become one of those old guys. It's says, back in my day, we used to walk to get to work and, you right. know, go through a foot of snow, and, you know, and your ankles walking through. I did all that. You used to walk to get home. I have survived. I, don't, yeah. I think I'm still exhausted from it, but I survived. And you know what? We work. We work. We work on the DA well, like show, those, damn it. Those, you know, snow days out there. No. We work. We work. And enough with the teachers complaining, too, with the snow. Yeah. What are they complaining about? You got a day off and you have your whole summer off. Right. I, I like the teachers that are humble about it and they no. just take the day. Not enough and for that's humble. It. But not all, they all complain. Get, I, I want two days. Teachers. You have your day. Take it. Enjoy it. I know we have a lot of good teachers listening out there. I'm tired of you all. Including me. You, you won't. You won't. Nice want, You're an adjunct professor at St. John's. Let's pump the brakes. That's fine. That's more yeah. than you do, what you do. You're not teaching at John F. Kennedy High School. That's more what you do. What do you mean it's more than what I do? Uh, you don't, I am I, a producer of yeah. an award-winning show. But you don't teach at St. John's. And I am a host. You don't mold young minds. Yeah. The only thing molding you've done is the cheese in your fridge. That's the, we don't have cheese in the fridge. Oh, now you're no cheese house. No cheese. Occasional cheese here and there. We live in kosher? No, we're living different types of foods now. Uh, all right. Oh, that's well, going to wrap it up we, here for the, the wedding, for the PGP. You know? Oh, for the, here we go. The wedding that never ends. It never ends. I, we were supposed I never, to tease something from the wedding last week. I forgot. I never talk about it. Oh, oh, we'll tease it for next week. What was it? It was it was um, um, pre-Cana. Your pre-Cana experience. So we're going to further tease that into next week. Okay, you can follow Pete on Twitter. CBS Pete the Body and on Instagram. And, and on Instagram. Okay, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS. Have a great, great weekend, everybody. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.